You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of The King of Comedy. And what I'm thinking is I'm sitting here now, well, maybe this is my big break. This is my big chance, you know what I mean? You don't just walk on to a network show without experience. Now, I know it's an old hackneyed expression, but it happens to be the truth. You've got to start at the bottom. I know, that's where I am, at the bottom. That's a perfect place to start. So will you please give your warmest greetings to the newest king of comedy, Rupert Pupkin. His name is Rupert Pupkin. He lives in a world of make-believe. Oh, Jerry, I love this guy. Always coming up with these great lines. I love him. I love him. Nobody can remember his name. Mr. Pupkin. Mr. Pupnik. Mr. Puffer. Rupert Pupkin, P-U-P-K-I-N. But by 11.30 tonight, the whole world will know that Rupert Pupkin is the new king of comedy. Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, in a Martin Scorsese picture, the king of comedy. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for The King of Comedy, and the story is as follows. Rupert Pupkin is a failure in life, but a celebrity in his own mind. Hosting an imaginary talk show in his mother's basement. When he meets actual talk show host Jerry Langford, he's convinced it will provide his big break. But Langford isn't interested in the would-be comedian. Undaunted, Pumpkin effectively stalks Langford. And when that doesn't work, he kidnaps him, offering his release in exchange for a guest spot on Langford's show. The film is starring Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, Tony Randall, Diane Abbott, Sandra Bernard, it is directed by Martin Scorsese and written by Paul D. Zimmerman. Here to join me for this Patreon podcast throwback review, I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Dan Bayer. You should only get cancer. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. And also joining us here uh, for the first time ever as a guest Patreon uh, subscriber is Suze Kempner. Suze, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. I like Rupert, have a name that is frequently misspelled and mispronounced. So thank you for getting it right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really, really appreciate you. And we look forward to the conversation. And that's where we're at with this right now, right? The King of Comedy. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people have watched it, actually, for the first time ever in the last couple of days. For the same reason that we are talking about it, because we're using it as a lead-in into Todd Phillips' movie Joker, which is releasing this weekend. And we've been told that there's a lot of ties uh, between this movie and that film. Of course, they're both starring Robert De Niro. De Niro in Joker plays a talk show host here. He's playing the wannabe talk show host. So there are some ties. So with that all said, this is a Martin Scorsese film, a under two and a half hour Martin Scorsese (laughs) film nonetheless. (laughs) Hell, under two hours. It's unbelievable. Like, these movies exist. (laughs) One has to remember that he was capable of doing such things. Um, But that's not a knock against Martin Scorsese. Let's face it. He's one of the greatest film directors of all time. And The King of Comedy is a movie that has only grown in people's minds since its release in 1983. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to get our thoughts out there and talk about how we feel about the movie. Suze, you are a guest here on the show. Mm -hmm. Let's start off with you. What do you think of The King of Comedy? It's a funny one. Uh, well, it is a funny one. It's very funny. I saw The King of Comedy when I was 16, when I first got into well, cinema, I guess. I'd, I'd been introduced to Taxi Driver and media classes, and I 
decided to watch everything Scorsese. And I like The King of Comedy, but I became a stand-up comic in my early 20s, and I've been doing that for over a decade. And the longer I do comedy, the more relevant The King of Comedy becomes. And it's mm. sort of gone up the list. It's now, it's now in my top 10 films of all time. It's my second favourite Scorsese of all time. I think it's unbelievably underrated as... As, but as a film and as a comedy, I think it's hysterically funny. Um, I don't know if it's a bit inside baseball, and that's why maybe it hasn't got the same love that Taxi Driver and Goodfellas gets. But I think The King of Comedy is like, a ridiculously underrated film. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand where people are coming from with that, for sure. I think there's a lot of very interesting things happening here as well that can provoke uh, such a uh, good discussion out of it as well, one that we're definitely going to dive into here. Uh, Dan, let's pass it over to you. What do you think of The King of Comedy? Um, so I just watched this for the first time this evening. Oh, <laughs> wow, nice. Uh, yeah, I finished about an hour or so before we're doing this. So I've had a little bit of time to think on it. And yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, it's really, really weird to think that this was um, made in what 1983 and written even before that, mm. um, because it feels so current. Yeah, I, I, it's honestly kind of shocking i think that's what's helped it over time yeah. to sustain very very prescient um and i <laughs> i think the performances are just fan flippantastic mm-hmm. um this is one of probably one of my favorite de niro performances honestly probably in my top five I wanted to say, as a fellow salesman, his <laughs> sales technique is second to none. <laughs> like when somebody is like, uh, you know, oh, we'll, we'll get back to you. Oh, excuse me, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you know, w- w- when will you get back to me? Like specifically, <laughs> oh, well, we'll get back to you Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, well, is it Monday or is it Tuesday? You know, because I got like things going. <laughs> like the way he just like gets through to get an an- like a hard committed answer from people mm. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's so so great um and i love sandra bernhard in anything and everything and she's fantastic here too and i love jerry lewis um going complete acid in this i he's so brilliant he's so wonderful um I love the performances. I the rest of it, I I'm a little mixed on. Um, so I'm really happy that I get to talk about it with you guys. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely work through that and see uh, what we can uncover there. Uh, Josh Parm, what about yourself, man? King of Comedy. Yeah, I remember watching the King of Comedy years ago when I was like really getting into movies and particularly Scorsese films and at the time I saw which was years ago at this point when I first saw it I remember liking it but obviously at that time not really being quite as taken with it because you had such other very fast-paced kinetic movies in Scorsese's filmography that I kind of attached myself to but as I've gone back to it and recently rewatching it now you're right that there are so many themes in this film that are eerily relevant today and it's almost 
shocking and sad that it is still relevant in, in today's age. And I agree that the performances all here are fantastic. I think De Niro, Lewis, and Bernhard in particular, I think all three of them are really stellar in this film and happen to showcase these characters that are off-putting but incredibly engaging at the same time. And I think the script is really smartly written. I think Scorsese, you know, you, nothing more you can really say about his direction. Uh, if I'm going to say one negative, though, I think towards the end, the film does slow down a little bit for me. And the kind of pacing to it that I was really into at the beginning starts to get a little off kilter at that point. And I'm not as invested in it, I have to say. But overall, it's still a really strong movie and definitely worthy uh, worthy entry into the career of Scorsese's films. Uh, to avoid spoilers on Joker, I actually just came from a screening uh, before we're recording this right now, and I'm actually really, really struck by how similar these two movies are, wow. <laughs> actually. Mm. So that's something that's definitely on my mind at the moment. Um, but tying into that, uh, the first thing I want to talk about in, in regards to The King of Comedy, um, I want to talk about this, the, the theme of celebrity worship. The crazy fans, the harassment, the stalking. Um, I want to talk about, in 1983, the way it's depicted here, has it changed? Have we gotten better? Is there a different kind of celebrity worship that we do nowadays? What does it exactly mean for one to get to that point in your mind? Let's talk through it. Because at the end of the day, there is, I think, some level of... <laughs> Mental disturbance that certainly goes into uh, the level of celebrity worship that uh, De Niro's character, Rupert, and uh, Sandra's uh, character, M Masha, go through in this movie with uh, Jerry Langford. Oh, that's sort of always been present in celebrity culture, right? I mean, people mm -hmm. were defend deflecting themselves from crazy fans at Hollywood premieres all the time, and people were like just jump jumping and falling all over themselves just to even touch them. And mm. then, you know, there was the whole thing with Jodie Foster, and it, it continues today through any types of um, celebrity and it. I, this sits like right smack in the middle of it all, I think. But what do you think it stems from now? Do you think it stems from just dissatisfaction with one's own current uh, lot in life, essentially? Or yeah, it's the it's the ability to touch greatness, and I think that it's even you know it's gotten even more out of hand today with the whole like Instagram influencer thing with these people, you know, regular ordinary everyday people putting out images of this perfect life that we all believe that there or that some people believe they're actually living but in reality you know that's it barely is scratching the surface but it is like they want to they want to touch that they want to have some of that glamour for themselves they think that they deserve it too i think is a big part of it yeah i, I think that you're basically right with that and i would argue that our obsession with celebrities is has probably just gotten worse at this point because like you said mm -hmm. You can now be famous for being famous like that. It, the the barometer of entry for that now is so much lower than it used to be. So and, much lower. You know, now the obsession of notoriety and and success is so much more tangible to people, it seems like these days. And our definitions of what success are are different and what makes a celebrity. So I think this film actually is a little bit 
kinder to the people who are obsessed with them because at least these people are obsessed with celebrities that are doing work. <laughs> true. Yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Andy Warhol, man, he hit the nail on the head, didn't he? Mm. Everyone's going to be famous for 15 minutes. Well, we've now got social media as well, and everyone's essentially yeah. got their own TV channel mm-hmm. and putting it out there in the world. You don't even have to be that famous anymore either to have people who want a piece of you. I'm, I'm barely mid-level in, in stand-up, and I've got a collection of people I like to keep at arm's length after a, after a show. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 1982 film The King of Comedy. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon channel where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this review and other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you once again for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.